Hello, and welcome to the Strongbow Podcast. I'm Barry Plotzman, and today I'm joined by Alex Petrov. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Barry. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to uh, great to be here today. And I think um, a couple of months ago we did a podcast, and and we talked about the uh, last Onug event. And here we are, probably six months later, talking about the latest Oneg event. So I'm I'm excited to debrief on on that. Um, and I would say, just like last time, this one was very much focused on cloud, and you know, cloud and network connectivity, and how those things intersect. So I'd like to dive a little bit into that today. But first, just for anybody who's listening for the first time and might not be familiar with Oneg. Do you mind just giving a quick overview of what Oneg is and what they do? Of course. Uh, So Oneg originated as Open Networking User Group 10 years ago, and it was imagined to be a forum for the enterprises, by the enterprises, for the enterprises, (laughs) kind of break the money of proprietary network standards and make networking a much more open space in the spirit, original spirit of the internet, if you will. And over the years, as the enterprises have moved more and more towards the cloud, so Onuk has kind of followed them and its scope embraced cloud and not just networking. So basically, it's a place to go to for enterprise-centric view of the cloud and other infrastructure trends. Um yeah, you know, for the enterprise, by the enterprise, you know, I think that's where our value prop and their value prop kind of uh, overlap, and 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 that was really cool. And you know, it was really also great to finally be there in person uh, after a couple of years off. Um, and um, it was a hybrid event, mm-hmm. right? So hats off to the guys for pulling that off. For sure. Yeah, Nick, Ernest, Mark, the rest of the crew did fabulous job. And uh, you're right, it's great to be there in person, but I also understand there was a massive amount of uh, online participation and it's uh, kind of in the spirit of hybrid. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderfully organized hybrid event. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So let's jump into it a little bit. And, and I kind of spoiled it a little bit before about um, a lot of cloud uh, being discussed. And as you are our hybrid cloud practice lead, I would imagine most of your observations will be in that space. But let me let me just ask the question, what are some of the key themes that you observed while attending the conference this year? Yeah, so Barry, first of all, and I guess that would underpin everything else, it's really this continued notion of hybrid multi-cloud architecture as a go-to for modern large enterprises. Mm -hmm. And it's true that some enterprises may be 100% in a single cloud, AWS or Azure or Google, but more often than not, large companies, Fortune 500s, if you will, they need a long time to get there. And this multi-cloud message was really loud and clear from everywhere, from the presenters, from the booths that were talking about tools uh, for cloud management, uh, from Onyx focus on CSNF, and actually even from CNAWS participating in Ogre. I believe it was the first time. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so, and that kind of leads to the second observation that more and more talk is about kind of calculating and managing the risks of building and sustaining such complex architecture. So that is really becoming more and more important. It's a complex calculation. It's a balance. There's a lot involved. 
you know, I've attended a lot of Onooks and I think it was the first time that I could hear so much about things like vendor locking or other yeah. commercial aspects or organizational aspects of implementing cloud. Yeah. And third, uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you're right. I was focusing on the cloud first and foremost, but I don't think there is a boundary between network and the cloud anymore. And one example of that uh, was the talk about network as a service, and that's basically ability to dynamically provision and deprovision yeah. bandwidth, that was uh, really pay cool. as you go. So mm -hmm. uh, it's really some sort of a cloud for network. Yeah, that, those are a bunch of interesting topics. I, I think you're, you're right. That was the, the most we've heard about commercials, FinOps, things of that nature at Oneg. So as this is becoming more ingrained and institutionalized, there needs to be this infrastructure, not to overuse the word infrastructure, but there needs to be these, this set of controls in place that help the cloud thrive in, in, in that environment. And, you know, that's, that's where I want to kind of pivot to maybe some of the success stories that were highlighted. Like, did, did, did they talk about examples where that organizational, that cultural change led to, you know, a successful implementation of, of cloud or hybrid cloud? Yeah, of course. Um, our CEO, Kathy, she moderated a couple uh, of panels. That's right. Yeah, she did. Um, and uh, one of the panels uh, was uh, really about Target Corporation, talking mm -hmm. about their architecture and how they're leveraging multiple cloud providers and their own data centers and what they call retail edge in the stores to dynamically manage costs and performance of their workloads. So that was a really insightful example of how it all comes together. The technology, the culture, uh, you know, the, the commercial acumen, and ultimately it all drives, you know, business speed and acumen, uh, business speed and innovation. It really is essential to, for them to, to achieve that, to compete uh, with uh, e-commerce providers. Uh, so when they talked about what it has taken them to get to the point, uh, it was really interesting. Technology is important, but it's mm -hmm. not the critical ingredient. They talked about the vision. They talked about the culture. They yeah. talked about the engineering, very strong engineering focus and letting technology drive the decisions and strategy. Uh, they talked about tools and actually talked about executive sponsorship, how all the way up to the board level, there was kind of continued focus in making this vision happen. So to, to me, that's really the blueprint for future enterprise architecture from the tactical standpoint, but also how to get there in terms of what needs to come together uh, to, to implement successful cloud. And it sounds like they really focused on top-down, right? Board, CEO, CIO-driven, cultural change, and it was survival for, for Target, right? They had to find a way to compete with Amazon so that was really important. Yeah, and I think Amazon uh, is important. Uh, and for them, having been through a major security breach a few years back, it was really important to do it the right way. So yeah, hats off to them for uh, kind of defining this vision, defining strategy and executing it. My mm -hmm. sense is though, it's not necessarily all top down. It was certainly supported and sponsored from the top, but it was still about, uh, empowering the engineers to make the right decisions and drive the right outcomes. So to me, it was kind of an example of uh, kind of uh, enabled organization or enabled engineering team uh, in, in conjunction with the executive sponsorship. 
Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about, you mentioned before, network as a service. How did that play into the discussion there? Yeah, it was it was another very interesting panel. Uh, it was co-presented by Capital One in AWS, and it was about AWS's pay-as-you-go tools, such as uh, SiteLink. So for bursty traffic and for big migrations, it's a really, really good product. So at least... Uh, on paper, but uh, from what we heard from Capital One, it did work for them as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what is somewhat ironic about it, at least to me, was that uh, AWS started off that panel acknowledging that this particular product is for hybrid enterprises and the hybrid architecture will be there for a very long time. Uh-huh. And yet there they were with Capital One, which is perhaps like the in. most advanced uh, <laughs> case of cloud first cloud-only financial institution and really uh, successful in, in doing that. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I, I love that presentation, by the way. It would be just because mm-hmm. I love the network so much, but it's interesting, you know, Equinix has a service, you can leverage their backbone. Now AWS right. is doing it with more capabilities. So it's it's so cool to see how this, this, this um, um, collision of network and cloud is is, is coming together yeah, collision or kind of mutual ingrowth mm-hmm. so it's That's harder and harder <laughs> to separate you know between those two domains so let me ask a question i, I checked out a couple of the booths there at oneg and uh there was a lot of products and demonstrations and i saw all these stickers that said i heart csnf what is that well, it's not a railroad, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's it's interesting you ask. Uh, so it, it formally it stands for Cloud Security Notification Framework, uh-huh. and what it does it defines a data model uh, and all the patterns that could be uh, used to reduce the burden on uh, consolidating uh, all of the uh, security events and logs. So it really helps enterprises apply this context-aware approach to security to correlate all of the events across multiple providers at scale. So if, you, if, you, if your next question would be, what does it really mean? I would say at long last, we are talking about the I word, interoperability, because uh-huh. for a very long time, the clouds were really not compatible with each other. And that has been generated uh-huh. a lot of issues for the enterprises. It was creating some sort of kind of do-it-yourself to integrating multiple clouds. Sure. So at least for some of the critical functionality, i.e. security, there is finally kind of a nascent way of, of having the single pane of glass to look at all of the clouds. Gotcha. So it's a really, really positive step forward. Yeah, and, it sounds that way. Yeah, you have the hybrid cloud and now you have a common language for right. the most critical component of right. that security. It's, it's a small step and it's not a panacea even for security, but to me, it's, it's a really important step forward. And what also makes it remarkable, at least to me, is that it, it's grassroots. It's not vendors kind of locking themselves in, in a room and come up, coming up with a way to, you know, to, to impose their will on the on the on the enterprise customers, it's the other way around. It's real enterprises, uh, kind of their manifestation of what they need to see, what they want to see from the vendors. And to your point, that's that's why it's a great, such a great kind of for the enterprises, by the enterprises, of the enterprises uh, forum. Um, so we expect this interability to grow, although it will not be fully commoditized uh, for obvious reasons. Gotcha. Well, thanks, Alex. This has been a great debrief, a great discussion. Um, 
I would love to hear more from the audience. If you want to continue the discussion, throw a comment out there, reach out. Alex and I would love to schedule time and, and continue the dialogue. Thank you again, Alex, for joining us today and talk to you guys soon. Great. Thanks, Barry. Bye.